Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. I would first like to start off by saying, can all these musicians that we know, and I know we know a bunch of musicians, put together some kind of a starting, an intro, if, if you were, some kind of music that we can use for the show, because you know that Blog Talk Radio thing is lovely and all, but it's kind of gotten old. Hi, this is Kelly. You're listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. This is this is going to be an interesting show. Hi, Lisa. What do you think about Good the morning, intro? Kelly. I, I think we need one. I think it's boring. <laughs> it's <laughs> New City, and we need an intro. <laughs> really, we do. We totally need an intro. So um, I know we have some very talented friends, and um, somebody will come up with something. Yes, Leah, yeah. I'm talking to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of leads us to something that we didn't intend to start off talking about, but hey, it fits here, so why not? And that is a new project that we're involved with, um, as well as Leah Friday. And it's called Pace Magazine. It's P-A-T-H-E. It's People Awaken to Higher Evolution is what it stands for. It's really been a fun project, hasn't it? It's kind of been fun. It has been a lot of fun. <laughs> Definitely. It, it is, st- you know, it is still kind of a work in progress, but if you want to check out where we are so far, you can go to www.pathemagazine.com and take a look and let us know what you think because we're we're really proud of it. It's, it's coming along really nicely. If you would like to, um, you know, be involved in any way, reach out and let us know what you're envisioning, and we will get you the information that uh, that you need. So Absolutely. there was a shameless plug at the beginning of the show. <laughs> we don't do many of those, but um, you know that one that one was kind of necessary because it is it is something that. Um, coming together very, very quickly. I think Leah changed so it else? on us. It, it's purpose aligned to heighten and expand on the website. Oh, well, she <laughs> changed always, it. She did. <laughs> and I always thought about it as people, what you said, the higher evolution. Right, but I think right. that may have been what we first talked about. <laughs> That's what we See, I told you it was a work in progress. It is. And I think she but, changed it. Uh, yeah. I think the purpose aligned to heighten and expand sounds a lot better with okay. our mission at the magazine. So it does you know, because reaching out. you know we're we're all about self development and business and growing your business and spirituality and business and uh, you know being the best you that you can be. And I know that's kind of a catchphrase that a lot of um, every well, okay, every life coach and their dog uses, but. Um, it, that's really what it's all about. It's kind of um, it, it's it kind of came together because we care enough to help other people care enough. That's sort of the whole thing. It's sort of this: you get the ball rolling, and it's all about being kind. And you can be incredibly successful and have every monetary success that you've ever dreamt of and still be a good, kind, loving, caring human being. I know a lot of us grew up with um, there's something wrong with people who have a lot of money. 
you know, they they got it dishonestly or it makes them bad people. And that's just not true. And in my mind, that's where my connection with this magazine came in is uh, kind of changing that paradigm. It's a shift. It's it's really happening all around us. I did an earlier show this morning and we were talking about the energies and how things have changed. And recently there is a post on social media that said the world's not going to hell and it's not getting worse. Things are not getting worse. What's really happened is that the veil has been lifted and enough people are realizing what is going on. And when you realize what's going on, you can change it. And that's kind of this magazine is we want to help people move forward in whatever it is that they're doing. So um, check it out. It's uh, pathemagazine.com. And, uh, yeah, what do you think about that post that's been going around social media where things aren't really getting worse, it's just that we're noticing it now? Well, I'm going to refer to a conversation you and I had offline, I think. Maybe it was offline. It may have been a show. I don't know. So um, where we talked about <laughs> where we feel that this is hell, <laughs> that it's kind of that, right. that you know, trying to move through um, cosmic karma or whatnot to align you know, our spirits or our soul or whatever um, for the ultimate A reward, I guess, is the best way to, to put that. Um, I've talked with several people who don't believe in the concept of a fiery eternity. Um, you know, that it kind of contradicts with everything that's supposed to come from a place of love. And um, that that kind of punishment is ridiculously harsh for um, you know something coming from the religious standpoint, you know, for something like right. um, why you would be thrown in hell. And so it's kind of you know some people are are thinking that that's a contradiction and. If you believe that, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. You know, we're not here to talk about <laughs> whose beliefs are right. So please hold off on the hate mail. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to get into a debate. You know. Um, I no. I've but... seen a lot of people feeling that way, and so yeah, I, I would say I was trying to really dance around my words there, so I do apologize. Um, but yeah, a lot of I see a lot of people are coming to that sort of realization. So mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe the veil is being lifted. I don't think it's completely lifted, but I think we're, like, getting to no. peek under it, like Toto in <laughs> The Wizard of Oz, where the little dog ran. Right, right. <laughs> like, we're, that's kind of like the concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it's really an interesting time of change in a lot of ways for a lot of people. I know with um in my own life you know there are there are things that were just sort of you know okay this is what's going to happen and then this and then this and this this, and it was kind of planned out 
And I think with a lot of people I've talked to lately, everyone kind of had that life plan or a career plan or whatever it is, a physical fitness plan, whatever your plan is. And a lot of people's plans have just kind of gone out the window. You know, they've just kind of gone through this dramatic, that doesn't work for me anymore. And I think as we go through life, you know, and like you say on the show description, change is inevitable, and it really is. But I think what is happening is so many people are so conscious about the changes now that we are noticing even the little minute shifts that maybe we wouldn't have noticed before. And not to, we've talked about religion, let's talk about politics, why not? Um, Not to make this a a political show, but that's kind of what I see in the political um, situation in the U.S. right now is, and even even it was in the U.K. a little while ago where they voted to make this dramatic change about uh, leaving the European Union. Well, in the U.S., of course, we have this, horribly, horribly hateful, hate-filled, vile, that, that was my own word, hateful, um, <laughs> election going on, this, this horrible campaign where people are just lashing out and lashing out and lashing out. And what I'm noticing, especially through social media, is people are really posting some really hateful comments on any post that looks like it could remotely be political in nature. Um, people are really making things political where they aren't even political. Uh, someone recently on my friends list posted a quote, and it was a positive quote, and because of the picture which had um, people of different colors on it, Um, someone assumed that this was a democratic agenda and decided to comment on this beautiful picture of people of different colors, you know, circling each other. Um, They decided to make it all about how much they hated Hillary Clinton and why was that comment made. But I think as more and more people wake up to love and light and consciousness and recognizing the things that need to be addressed, the people who are refusing to wake up and they want to stay stuck where they are, they are getting more and more and more aggressive with their hate. That's what I've noticed. So, you know, I don't know if you've noticed that as well, but it seems like lately everything on social media that you post can be a powder keg. <laughs> so it may, kind of makes me not want to post anything. <laughs> but uh, what, what are you seeing? Have you seen that. any of that? Yeah. Um, you know, I have absolutely noticed that, and I posted something. It was not mine. Um, I borrowed it because it was just so beautiful, beautifully written, that no matter what side of the political fence you're on, um, and it is absolutely, like, I have cannot recall a more hateful moment in a political, you know, from a political standpoint as what we're experiencing right now. And I think the reason is more people are coming to the Internet. And so more people, four years ago, there wasn't as much social media. It was still kind of new. That was only 2012. So it was still like this whole newness, if you will. 
and even four years before that, who knew what Twitter was? You know, did Instagram really right. exist? So there's a lot more access to, to the hate. So I posted something. Right. I have not posted any political um, posts for myself. I have commented on a couple of people's posts, but nothing. Like they asked, uh, who are you going to vote for? And I like, neither or whatever the case may be. Um, but I, I posted something yesterday that talked about no matter what the outcome, we as a people are still responsible for the, the stuff within our, within our communities and within our own lives. You know, um, there's a lot of things that hunger, uh, homelessness, things along those lines. No one person, first of all, no one person is perfect. Second of all, no one person can change that or fix that. No matter how many laws or bills or whatever they put into into place or veto or whatever, it really boils down to coming together within your own community to make the change that you want right. to see. They, and they talked about both right. of the candidates. You know, Trump's not going to come down to your local tiny little town when something happens. Y'all have to pull together and do that. Hillary's not going to do, you know, and it, so it talks about coming from both sides. Neither one of those candidates are really going to come down and get on a local level. Unless it's a national type of deal, don't expect it. And that's where you need to come together with your community. Really make the change because that's what it's about. We have the power no matter who the president is. Right. So instead of complaining about right. it, fix it. Fix it. If you don't like it, go out and make a change. Go out and help make the change. Stop complaining. I wanted to use a much harsher word, but I will refer to the TV show. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and I think you, you've touched on something really that I'd like to kind of expand on is it is up to each and every one of us to make that change. But how often do you see people, and I know where I live, I'm, I'm very involved in a number of, of things and causes out here, and yet I will hear people who constantly walk around complaining about this thing or that thing or how can they do this or that's not right, and yet they don't want to step up and be a part of that change. They want to sit back and just complain and complain and complain. And what that does is it continues to fill that balloon of hate and, and you know, just darkness. And it, it's sort of, it kind of gets contagious, at least it does in my community, where if you have, you know, five people trying to do something awesome and you have one person going around complaining, 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 and even if you point out, well, hey, look, come join this group over here. We're doing something awesome. We're making positive change here. It, they'll really kind of undermine, or they can. They don't always. We, we fight them. But, but they can kind of undermine that whole thing. It seems like that negativity is so much more contagious than the positivity when it comes to making positive changes. Why do you think that is? People seem to really want to just wallow in whatever it is they're upset about rather than putting forth that effort to make that change. I think in you know, case, if, if you have an answer, yeah. I'd, I'd love to know. <laughs> well, I, I, the only, I, I'm, you know, I'm, consider myself an expert of my own opinions. 
So that is what I'm giving you right now. <laughs> Perfect. And, right? So uh, for me, I think they're really looking at the big picture. And sometimes that big picture can get overwhelming. So they're frustrated because, you know, we need to end world hunger now. <laughs> um, that's a huge picture to try and paint. So why not say right. I need to go and, and end someone's hunger, some one person's hunger right now at this moment. Right. I'm going to go and buy somebody a meal. So they get frustrated. Right. They get overwhelmed because the big picture is not happening as fast as they want it to, or even the way that they want it to. And it's so much easier to blame other people than to take right. any kind of responsibility. And in that case, you know, it is way too easy to go down to your local homeless shelter and help serve meals. Guess what? You might not be eradicating world hunger entirely, but for a few people, you're making a huge difference in their lives because you're putting food on a plate and, and feeding them. I think that really has a lot to do with it. And, you know, everybody has an opinion. We also all have a whole right. lot of other things. And, you know, right. we <laughs> have to keep the show PG. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to keep it PG. We, and, and, you know, I think that um, particularly in the older generation, it's been done this way and, and uh, that handle of change is, you know, it's, it's this is how it's supposed to be, and it's been this way all my life. And that change is, is a scary thing. It's easier to blame other people. And when you look at it from such a broad view, it can get overwhelming and very frustrating. And therefore, you can lash out um, at people and justify it, justify why right. you're doing it. Right. Well, how you know, one of the things – that's perfect. You you have a wonderful expert opinion of your expert opinion. I like it. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the causes that everybody who knows me knows is very near and dear to my heart is um, animal welfare and animal rescue. And you know, I tell people I am a lifelong animal holic, and I have no chance at recovery. That's just who I am. But I have seen so many animal rescuers get so burned out because they can't break it down into bite-sized pieces. You know, and anytime I take one dog out of the shelter, and that dog is usually a pit because that's kind of what this area, you know, produces is pit bull terriers. Um, I don't look at the other 40 that I couldn't rescue. I look at the difference it made in that one. And you have to keep focusing on that one. And, you know, a friend of mine that I do Wilcox Film Festival with said, here's the thing. Look at the world as an apple. If you're eating an apple, you don't swallow the apple whole. You take bites out of the apple. So when you're looking at any huge project, you take bites out of it. You know, make small. I can't talk this morning. Make small differences. I'm inventing my own language. That's what I'm doing. Um, you know, one step at a time. One tiny little act of kindness at a time. Over time, those really do add up. And I think, especially right now, when so many people are so fearful of the change of the guard, if you will 
in uh, U.S. politics right now. People on both sides, whether you're Republican or whether you're Democrat, nothing about either candidate, everyone is terrified that the other party is going to win. And I think we really need to let go of that whole big picture of, you know, the quote-unquote leader of the free world because there are so many other moving parts to the political system that really, as I've said before, the president is really just a figurehead at this point. So work in your own communities. Make the change you want to see. Be the change that you want to see in your own communities because when you're looking locally, it's, it's actually working globally on some level. When you do big things and you make positive changes, um, you're going to encourage other people to make those positive changes too. And it, it does have that ripple effect. It's not the trickle-down effect. It's the trickle-up effect because it really, it really matters what each and every individual puts out into the universe. And if, if everyone is going around wearing their fear on their sleeve instead of their heart, it just it makes more conflict and it, it doesn't really do any good for anyone uh, particularly not the person who is so fear-bound they can't see past it. Um, you know, you and I both have a, a friend who is big on busting through fear barriers, and yeah. really that's <laughs> what we need here, is we need a lot of people at this time worldwide, not just in the U.S., to go through those fear barriers. Because change is scary. You know, for a lot of people, change is scary. But if you look at it in terms of, the possibilities that await you from making that change rather than what you're losing by making the change, you'll, you'll go a lot farther. That's just personal experience, you know, talking there. It's, it's, if you're so caught up in what you're going to lose if you make a change, you're going to miss out on even better stuff. So stop that. <laughs> you know, I would like to just say really quickly that – um, you know, I am so sick and tired of seeing the – and it happens in every campaign. There's the smear campaign. You know, you, you have to talk about all the person's bads and not necessarily all their strengths, so you feel like you're voting for the lesser of two evils, if you will. Um, right. But if you're not happy with the candidates that are that are running for pres- – in the two main parties, there are other parties you can look at. Right. They aren't the only right. two people that, that you write your own name on the ballot if you want to. You can do that. We have that right in the United States. If you're a U.S. citizen, I believe you have to be born here for that. So um, just keep that in mind. But y'all put these two people as our candidates. If you went and voted in the primaries for either one of these two, y'all are the ones that did this. And I don't mean like right. that is just a blanket statement. It is not directed at anyone in particular. Right. But you have to right. go back to the primaries when these two candidates who obviously I haven't really seen the, the, the love being poured over either one of them on my Facebook feed. No. It really is the, the lesser of two evils approach when I'm seeing this. So – we created this mess, but we can fix it. No matter yep. who gets put in office, we can fix it. Like yep. you were saying Absolutely. about the apple. You know, the, the, 
other analogy that I've always heard was the elephant. You know, you take one bite at a time. So that's something that I just wanted to to say there. But going back to a little bit before in our conversation, um, history, I feel like while the veil is being unlifted, I feel like we're kind of going back to a place from our history as far as people being more awake, people being more conscientious of energy, of, I'm totally throwing this out there, women's rights and, um, mm-hmm. you know, how we, were, how we are viewed in society as not subhuman. And so I feel like, you know, history repeats itself, and I really feel like we're going through a shift back to um, ancient civilization type of cultures. Now, that doesn't mean that we're all going to go live in a, you know, grass hut or whatever, but as far as... Although I'd be down for that. I would too. Like, let's go to an island right now. I'm okay with that. (laughs) I don't need much to be happy, trust me. But, you know, that um, the whole collective consciousness, I guess, is really what I'm getting at more, is I'm seeing that. I kind of see that lens, uh, that view from, you know, like comparing us to ancient civilizations as far as that mind shift is going. You know, I I saw something... Yeah, I, I saw something recently on social media as well saying the divine feminine has awakened. And that's kind of alludes to what you're talking about. We are kind of going back to a more, um, you know, everyone pull together kind of thing in many, many areas. One of the things that I thought was very, very interesting, I had a conversation with a uh, distributor, my distributor rep, as everyone should know by now, I have Ibby Lane Press, and I have a large distributor. And I was talking to my distribution rep about um, getting physical books, paperback books in bookstores, because one of the studies I've recently shown, uh, have shown that um, paperback sales are rising again, where for a long time they sort of fell off the cliff. You know, it was all about the ebook, the ebook, and now paperback sales are resurging. And she said something really interesting to me. She said, You know, we have added more smaller independent bookstores to our distribution list in the first half of 2016 than the total of the previous three years. And those are actual brick and mortar bookstores. So that kind of speaks to that as well. People are sort of kind of pulling back from, you know, it's all about online and virtual and and ebook and all that kind of stuff. And they want a, a place where they can go in and look at a book on a bookstore shelf and maybe sit down and have a cup of coffee or tea or whatever it is. And many of these independent bookstores that I'm aware of that have opened are kind of combination coffee shops, gathering spots, and bookstores. So in my mind, that's an incredibly powerful positive change that is taking place in those communities. I I know when I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, those types of independent bookstores were like the gathering spots. So maybe as a part of the divine feminine awakening that uh, the post was talking about the other day, maybe part of that 
is reestablishing our person-to-person connections. You know, I hope that's the case because how often have you seen a group of people sitting within close proximity of each other and yet instead of talking, they're texting each other? You know, that kind of drives me nuts. I went out to dinner with a group of friends to celebrate somebody's birthday recently and at the table next to us, we're talking to each other and carrying on and laughing and having a great time. And next to us was a group of probably early 20-somethings sitting around a table looking down at their phones, texting each other. And we could hear they were replying to each other because of the snarky comments that were verbalized while they were doing it. Oh, yeah? Well, that's what you think? Well, how about this? kind of stuff. Why were they not just putting down the phones and talking? And yet I'm starting to see that kind of happen. So have you seen that? Are you aware of the the human reconnection kind of thing that's going on in some areas? New? No? I think we lost Lisa. Are you there? I was totally talking to you with my mute button on. <laughs> Oh, we'll see. That doesn't work, does it? <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Lisa. Uh, yes. Okay. I was just—I <laughs> listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm driving, and mm-hmm. um, I, I prefer to be able to learn if I'm on, you know, a two or three hour road trip. And I—I'm usually right. the driver, so audiobooks are good for me. However. There's times where I'll zone out from the audiobook and I'll have to go back and like replay a part of it. And I know I'm not getting everything that I could because I'm not taking notes on it as well. And I do a lot of uh, uh, professional development, self-development kind of kind of reading. Um, but for me, there's just something about smelling the pages of a book, you know, and feeling yeah. it in my hand. And if humans are more tactile than it, Right. Than anything. So the experience of holding it, smelling it, reading the words on the page. As you read the words, you're if you're reading a fantasy book or whatever, you know, you're escaping into that book and all of that together, there's actually been studies on this. I don't know them, but you can find them. That all of that together is more impactful in re- you know, recalling and making reading more pleasurable than just reading from a screen. But I do right. like to read my blogs. Oh. Like I will do research and find a blog or something, and I will definitely get sucked into, you know, click here and you read that blog post and you click here and you read that blog post and, and whatnot. But um, I prefer my favorite books are in paperback if it, or in yeah. their print. If, if it made an impact on me through audio or, um, you know, if I saw somebody – who did like a webinar and I was impressed with their webinar, I might go buy their book. So, right. But all that combination together is just more exciting to me. Well, I think it is to a lot of people, as you pointed out, humans are tactile creatures and there is just something about, and I do a huge amount of business through Skype and there is still something about meeting those people face to face. And, and really having that connection that you really don't get, at least I don't get, through a Skype conversation. Even though you're looking at someone, there's something about, you know, shaking hands or, or giving someone a hug. I'm a big hugger, but um, that you don't get in the virtual world. 
and I, I have a uh, friend who is, you know, she she would say she's not as young as she used to be. She actually recently, that's the friend we took to dinner, actually recently celebrated her 95th birthday. And her concern is that kids today are living so much in virtual reality that they have lost the ability to truly connect with another person. And she's quite sharp, and she's, she's a very, very interesting character. And she went on to say she thinks that signals the beginning of the end of the human race because once we stop having that physical contact with each other, that here, let me help you up out of your chair, grab someone's hand, or look into someone's eyes face-to-face, not in virtual reality. She thinks that eventually humans will go extinct because when you start losing that human contact, that I need to be in the same room with you, sit at the same table with you, it's, it's not, it doesn't bode well for the future of human beings. And when she was talking, I was like, huh, never thought of it that way. But, you know, <laughs> there may be something to there, – there might be something there. She may be on to something, you know, but that's the kind of conversations I have with my friends. We, we kind of get a little far out there. The, the waitress was very um, interested, though. But, you know, she was talking about how we are changing and we are evolving, and, and she believes we are still evolving as a species. And this is not a positive change in her mind in that future development. So I don't know quite how I feel about that, but I thought it was a very, very interesting thing that this this very intelligent 95-year-old woman brought up. Do you have any feelings one way or another on what she was getting at there? Here. You're on mute again, aren't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm... I'm... We really have to Skype our radio shows so that we can see each other and that people can see the faces that I'm making right now. I'm trying to, like, I'm like, mm, you know, ah, uh, you know, I, really what popped into my head was Star Trek and the cyborg yeah. and all these other, yeah. you know, like, and, and I know they weren't Borg. We're becoming one with the Borg. Oh no! <laughs> and, and that's kind of. I, I think it's a very interesting standpoint. I mean, she's 95. She's seen so much. It's a, a lot, very interesting right. standpoint. Um, I, I think that my feelings come from a place of fear. I don't want the human species to no longer exist um, because right. it is such a wonderful species to be. I, I think <laughs> that uh, we need to find a way to not only come back to the idea of community with each other, but community with our with our planet too. And I think there's yes. thing, there's a big shift going back towards that as well. And, and that if if things don't change, I don't know that the human species would no longer exist. I believe that. Um, I'm almost reminded of the movie The Fifth Element with Bruce Willis and how right. they couldn't go below a certain level because it was no longer habitable. And 
there are other movies that come to mind. And, you know, I feel like if, if something doesn't happen and if we don't start coming from more love and really try to just eradicate all of this hate, because just because somebody doesn't believe what you believe or has a different opinion or whatnot doesn't mean that you need to come and attack them for, for what they stand for. And I think a lot of people are taking some of the things way too personally. I am rambling. I am so sorry. But no, yeah, that's, that's that, okay. You, you made a, a really, you, you actually made a really good point there. Um, we do need to reconnect. And I think a big part of that in my mind is people are starting to reconnect with themselves. And I think yes. that's really where it starts. You know, uh, for years and years and years, I was that really weird person who lived out in the, in the country. Well, this was when I was a kid, um, whose grandmother fed her weeds because we had an herb garden and did those weird pose things because I did yoga. And now people who have known me since that time are like, oh, my God, if only I had known. <laughs> That's cool. Right. Because... I was raised that way. And I think a lot of people are interested, more interested now than ever before, in things like personal development and spiritual growth and just being in touch with their intuitive side and how that relates to everyone else. Because I think for a very long time, we lost that connection with our higher selves. And people, and the, the political scenario, it, that's, that's indicative of the fact that people have lost that connection with themselves. Because if you are connected with your higher self, you realize that everything is connected. And when you're spewing hate into the universe or on social media, that's what it, the universe is giving you back. You know, what we give out is exactly what we receive. So a lot of these people I feel very bad for because they feel like they're in such a powerless, hopeless situation that they have to lash out. And when someone lashes out the way some of these people have been lashing out on social media, that means they're coming from a place of pain. They're in pain. They probably don't even know why because they're not connected with themselves. So I think that's where it starts, because you can't love yourself and hate someone else. Um, that's, you know, that's just not the way the universe works. So I, I don't know how we change that other than we keep sharing our message and we keep coming from a place of love and light ourselves. Um, it gets a little bit, Dicey. I know a number of people right now who are looking at the reality of a very long-term, this-is-forever relationship coming to an end. It's amazing how many people I know in that situation. And it's very heart-wrenching. You know, it's very, you grieve. You go through a period of grief. But when you're around people, it, when you're awake and you're around a lot of people who are asleep and you're positive and they're being very negative, the universe steps in and says, these people no longer belong in your life. And they will force us to go through changes that can be painful at times. 
but it is for our highest and best good. You can't force anyone to be anything other than they are. That's the reason a lot of, um, you know, either go to jail or go to rehab situations fail. Because if, if someone doesn't want to change, if they're not embracing that change, if they're not welcoming that change, they are not going to change. So whatever you're going through, anyone listening, whatever you're going through, know that change is part of life. Change is inevitable. Come from a place of love and light and reconnect with yourself and you'll realize we're all connected and uh, Hopefully, that will make you a little bit more positive with your comments on social media, if nothing else. I think if people thought about what they posted and what they're spewing out into the universe before they wrote it, maybe they would you know, do things differently. But that's not the way a lot of people are. So those of us who are trying desperately to come from a place of love and light all the time, these are kind of tests and challenges that uh, the universe throws at us to say, really? Okay, how about now? Okay, how about now? Are you still loving this person now? How about now? You know, it's, it's just the way it works. Um, so just kind of keep going forward and, um, you know, keep coming from that place of love and light, and you can handle any change. Really, you can. Are you with me? Because there was a very, very, very strange noise that's coming through the phone right now. I am with you. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> like the aliens were beaming in. I don't know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, maybe we shouldn't Skype because I wander around a lot. I know you can definitely tell the different um, auditory levels, but I'm a pacer yes. and sitting, unless I'm like working on a project, I, I'm like, all over the place when I want when I'm on this radio show with you. It'd be interesting to see if you could get me to sit still long enough to have the whole entire thing on um, on a Skype. But we'll talk about that offline. I wanted to talk about midlife crisis for yes. I don't know how many decades has it become commonplace for people to go through midlife crisis, and it's not just men. Right. Women do it too, and why? Oh, absolutely. Because you, you know, in the beginning of the show, you talked about the plan, the pattern that you're supposed to do this, right? Then this, then this, then this, and at 40 or 50, then you're gonna have a midlife crisis, and you're gonna sell everything you own, and you're gonna move to Bali. Why are people? (laughs) Can I? Can I do that? (laughs) Really? Because like I'm seriously considering it, and I'm not even in midlife crisis age yet. So, um, you know, the, the the it's. Because of expectations, like I can't pack up and right. move to Bali because my children, you know, uh, do I really want to take them overseas? And how am I going to do this? And what about that? And you know, the world's connected a whole lot differently now. But the whole point of that was, people don't follow what they were in love with when they were kids. What no, were your favorite? We talked about this before. What were your favorite things to do as a child? That's what you should be doing as an adult. Now, if you like to debate, being a lawyer is a great, great option for you. And if you're doing that, right. that's fantastic <laughs> because you're probably following something that you were really good at, you know, from, uh, you know, as a child. But I think that's why we have so many people going through midlife crisis is because, as you said yeah. earlier, they're now reconnecting with themselves again. 
and they're realizing right. they don't have to be miserable. Right. That, and, and it's not right. all about monetary dollars. There are other ways to be rich. Well, and, and there are. And, you know, I know I grew up with um, you, you sh- you're supposed to uh, – it was conflicting, conflicting things because we were told you're supposed to achieve a lot and, and you're supposed to go after the high-paying jobs and go to the great, get the great education so you can get that good job so you can have that money. And at the same time, money is the root of all evil. And as a child, I was like, okay, so you want me to grow up and be evil? (laughs) And it's, um, I think, about midlife is when people realize, you know what, all that stuff they told me when I was a kid, that was a crock. I don't have to believe that. I don't believe that I'm going to be me. I think that's what happened. Right. uh, I have to interject a, a personal story here. I haven't told this on the air, and I don't even know if you and I have talked about it, but it was very funny to me. Um, my grandmother was the center of the universe for me. And she kept a journal every day. And when she died, I have boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of her journals. And I mean, these were from pretty much her whole adult life Um, in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. You know, I, I have boxes of journals. And when I'm having a bad day, to connect with my grandmother, I open a box and pull out a random journal and open it. And a couple of weeks ago, maybe more, maybe three weeks ago, anyway, recently, um, I had had a really crappy day. And I opened a box and I pulled out a journal and I opened the journal and it was dated from when I was probably six, six turning seven. Uh, because my birthday is in October, and it was it was that year. So I um, <laughs> went through a, a period of time. I always wrote. From the minute I could pick up a crayon, I was, I was writing. And I went through a period of time, and I vaguely remember it, but I had forgotten about it until I read this, in, this journal entry, where I would write something, and it could be the dog laid down, and I would put a copyright symbol by it and sign my name. And I opened this journal entry, and it says she thought I was destined to be a successful publisher and author because I had become obsessed with practicing writing the copyright symbol, the little C in the circle. Now, for those of you who know me... (laughs) I went through a long period of time. I've done a lot of stuff. I've always had businesses. I've done a bunch of different businesses. I've had a bunch of different interests. Only four years ago did I go back to writing for publications and founded my publishing company. So for me to have found that from when I was six and a half, almost seven, that my grandmother wrote, was really powerful for me. And in my mind, that was the universe telling me, yeah, you're, you're on the right track. But had you someone and I told me, <laughs> yeah, you know, had someone told me 10 years ago that this is what I'd be doing, I would have told them they were insane. Right. So I think a well, part of the change... <laughs> 
What? <laughs> I was just going to say, you and I have talked about that before, and it was really a light bulb moment, you know, and that confirmation yeah. that just hold on. You're going to get through this. It's going to get better. You're on the right path. Just hold on. And it, it, it's just, um, you're walking again. I can hear it. Um, it's just one of the, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things though. Had I not been open to seeing the signs when I was going through a lot of changes, I would have missed that completely. I would have said, huh, okay, you know, whatever. But when you're going through changing your life and reconnecting with yourself, and, you know, going through whatever we call it, midlife crisis, I don't, you know, whatever name you want to give that. When you're reevaluating your life, and at some point we all do, start paying attention to those signs that are all around you that we sometimes just dismiss. Uh, someone recently told me that, you know, they um, had a room in their house that every time they walked into, they smelt an overwhelming aroma of roses and they didn't have any roses and they thought that was really weird the person who cleaned their house must have really used some heavy rose scented cleaning stuff and I kind of thought well you know your mother recently passed and she was very attached to roses maybe it's her but I didn't say anything and about a week later they called me back and said, do you think it's possible that could be my mom? And I went, ah, you're awake now. Hi, welcome to the world. You know, because we do that. We see signs all the time. Signs are all around us, especially when we're going through some kind of change, some type of transition. And so often we just dismiss them. You know, wouldn't it be a, a lot better to take comfort in those signs and notice them and hold on to them? Because really, um, it's all in your perception. You can look at something and say it means nothing, or you can look at the same thing and say that means everything. It's up to you. You have that power. And I think that's a big part of what's going on in the world is people are waking up and realizing they do have the power to transform their lives. And once you realize you have that power, your life becomes unlimited it can be anything you want it to be but you have to embrace that change you have to go through that in order to get to that point what do you think i think that's a great place to stop <laughs> <laughs> i think it is as well <laughs> I, I this has been a show we really didn't know what we were going to talk about until we started the show we do that sometimes um, but it's always fun and we always have something that comes through that someone listening needs to hear. So if you've enjoyed this show, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to share it with whoever you'd like to share it with, or everyone if you, if you like. We'd, we'd like that as well. And have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. Um, come from a place of love and light, guys. Be good. Be kind. Be loving. That's it. <laughs> That's the key right there. Absolutely. So we will catch you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.